Hey, 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 what's up? This is the Lions Joint Podcast, and today we have the one and only K-City, the DJ, Chicago's DJ, my homie. Yo, K, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, my man? How are you? Oh, feeling, feeling. The sun is out today, feeling good. Got a workout hey. in. I see you out here. Hey, that's exactly it, man. Got to stay active, keep it moving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, what's up, man? Tell us what's going on with you. Oh, man, um, God is good, bro. God is good. A uh, lot of amazing things happening in the DJ world and just a lot of other things that I've put my head to, um, some other projects. Uh, but right now, man, just coming off the NBA All-Star Weekend, um, real real blessed to, to do some events out there. Uh, did some stuff with Adidas. Uh, Derek Rose had a shoe release. Yeah, I saw that. He, he was helping out the kids, man. He was out there to talk to them, kind of let them know, you know, what he uh, what he's been going through. Um, but at the same time, making the uh, the donation of the shoes to the kids, and they all had a good time. I, it's crazy because I didn't even know he was going to be in the building right. uh, in, until the the party promoter was like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, Derek's going to be in," and I was kind of like, "Wow, that's that's pretty cool." Uh huh. But, but yeah, you know, that's just been a busy weekend. Okay. All right, yeah. Kay, Kay, when did you start into music, man? I know you love music. When did you start into music? Man, music, whoo. Bro, I think that's when it's like I was, like, born, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, I mean, low-key, like, a lot of people, you know, um, it, you got to find, like, where was the foundation? Like, what was it? Like, what was the moments that were actually making you love music? Right. And I try to go way back and way back, 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 and I'm like, oh. I really remember what it was, man. Okay. So, like, for me, on Saturday mornings, um, at the time, it I was a little kid, seven, eight, and I was influenced by Soul Train, man. Okay. I was watching Soul Train, like, I it was, there was cartoons in the morning, but fam, it was it was Soul Train. I just loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think a, I think a lot of that is who I became later. Where when we met, I was still a pretty young dude, right. but you could probably already tell where some of the influence like that would be coming from, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, it's just always grown since that, man. So took it into the teens and 17, 18 and kept doing it and it's just always been a part of me, bro. Okay. So when did you start DJing? Yeah, DJing. Um, probably like about about seven years ago, I, I went in. I went in real hard, man. I just decided that um, the music I did prior was something that was a little more to the forefront of the music industry so rapping and really being kind of more in the forefront i i like the idea of kind of being more in the back okay uh, and just and just kind of creating a vibe and, and trying to just share some energy with some people um and so that the dj thing was it and i just started playing for people like eight years ago just kind of figured it out at the crib with my own little controller but then I was like, I really want to get this right. You know, I need to respect this art form and okay. do it right. So we started from the ground up seven years ago. Never looked back. Okay. Well, I knew you yeah. was going to be a performer, though, because when, <laughs> when we used to perform, you used to get pretty hype. <laughs> hey, you know, man, it's it's interesting. Uh, you're right. Uh, the energy is a lot different these days for, for numerous reasons. But right. I, I definitely feel... Um, I, I feel the energy the same way. Okay. Uh, it's the love the same way. Um, it's it's incredible. Yes, yes, yes. So, what type of music do you usually DJ, Kevin? Special Kevin. Um, you know, in today's 
sort of, you know, 2020 or even in the last 10, 15 years, you know, the open format DJ is like, it's a very popular thing, right? Being able to play all genres of music because that's going to make you ultimately more marketable to get out and do all kinds of events. So I've, I've, I've allowed myself to try to really grow into being a complete DJ. Uh -huh. um, but where my heart is, uh, where the foundation of my heart and my soul is definitely hip hop music. Okay. Um, and so I do play a lot of hip hop, um, a lot of R&B. I love soul funk music. I love some of that old Motown. Um, but you know, I play it all, man. I play it all of it. Okay, for sure. For sure. So yeah. what, what were some of the challenges uh, when you started out as a DJ and how did you get through those over time? Yeah, the challenges. Um, I mean, I think there were, um, before DJing, I think there was a lot of life stuff that had to be sorted out. Okay. Um, I think to be fair to the process and really committing myself to the art form of DJing, man, I had to really be myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get lost in, in everything we do and, you know, that that challenge in itself was one that I had to work on and always am working on. So um, I used to do a corporate job and two years ago, I just was like, yo, like, what am I doing? Right. Like, who, who, who's this person? And so I had to, I had to, I had to do something, man. So like, that's when I kind of found um, the Scratch Academy school uh -huh. that I went to. Um, was very blessed to be around some really dope DJs who taught me and um, in the process I was able to spend time on me and figuring out who I was and it was like yo I already know I already know and, and it's funny because talking to you Trey like if there's anybody on this planet earth that knows that this is so genuine uh -huh. it's you homie oh yeah it's you you already know yes, like sir. this is you remember from day one this this dude was already with the backpack everywhere that's right what I had to do <laughs> <laughs> so. so yeah i mean the challenge was really just getting me right and and i've worked through it and I've, I've done some amazing things in that regard and then i was able to be like yo let's do this dj thing and the challenges with djing was just really just getting better getting better and and discovering your own style yeah figuring out what kind of dj you are um and so i think i i found that i felt like i found my style because like now um, a lot of people come up and they'll be like, yo, man, like, I really felt what you did. That was really dope. I love how you did this and that. Yes, sir. People don't really ask for requests. They don't ask for requests. And I really, man, that means like a ton to me when people don't sweat about requests. Yeah, that was a big respect. thing. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So do you remember your first time that you actually had to set up and, you, you know, you had to go somewhere and DJ a party and you had to set up your equipment? And what was that feeling like? Yeah, that's a that nerve wracking. Yeah, like, like 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 all things, man. Uh, anything new, right? Yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking. You know, you, you you walk in, you have no idea what you're walking into, and most of the time, that's the case for us. Even when we talk to clients and, and talk to whoever the promoter is, and we they try to tell us what it's going to be like, uh -huh. um, it it never ends up that way. You know, it's like just a great example. Um, I had Puma on Friday uh, as part of All-Star Weekend, and 
um, they were doing a Def Jam product launch. This is dope. Check this out. So Adidas partnered with Public Enemy. Okay. And they did like they did this like fight the power like you know these sweaters and these shirts and these like really dope Adidas and they had like Public Enemy on it and I was just like yo that's dope right. Right. And so they they gave me the nod to DJ and so they're like yo we we want to make sure we focus on Def Jam joints, uh, Def Jam tracks. Uh -huh. So. Of course, sure, Kanye, the Jay-Z's, the, the, the Two Chains, the like, all these different artists that fit within that Def Jam label. And I get there, and I start DJing, and it's it's like the crowd is so mad young, right. like really young. And and the set, I mean, the part that just kind of like disturbed my vibe a little bit was that they didn't even really understand what Public Enemy was or right. is. It was like they were just all sort of doing this thing, and, and no diss on Puma, like it was dope. Don't get me wrong. It was just as a DJ, I had to adjust in terms of how my approach was going to be. Mm -hmm. So like, before you know it, I'm playing a little bit more of the contemporary hip hop, you know, trap that, that you're hearing on the radio because right. the crowd was so much younger. So yeah, I mean, you just never know what you're going to walk into sometimes. Yeah. And how did the, how did the people uh, that put it on, that sponsored, how did they feel about that transformation? Uh, like as far as the music, or yeah, as or, far as you know, they wanted the they wanted the old school, but then you saw as a DJ what type of crowd you had, so you knew yeah. that in order to keep the party moving, you had to you know vibe it up. So did they did they, did they have issues with that, or was it just like letting you do your thing? Okay. contemporary stuff um you still there trey yep i'm here with you okay i'm sorry man i wasn't sure if you uh yeah. caught the last bit yeah yeah so just i had to adjust and at the end the the promoter was like you know we you did a really good job we appreciate it um it, it, i just had to like make sure we just adjust and i, I sure did get a public enemy joining though yeah. and it was crazy because <laughs> they didn't really know what it was and this guy walked up to me and he said hey man can you you know can you uh see if uh gunner's in the house he's coming in pretty soon i'm like okay okay but uh this is a public enemy product launch uh -huh. and we need to respect the public enemy <laughs> so we're we're going to play this first my man <laughs> okay so now you say eight years ago right that you started uh the dj uh -huh. yeah all right so that transition now we know that the technology and the things that over that time it's transitioned like crazily you know so yeah. are you still a vinyl person or are you you know are you with the more of the cds and the the computer the serratus what you working with all of it absolutely all of it because it's my business now yes and so as somebody who tries to um help others learn how to get started and get moving on djing and doing it the right way mm -hmm. um i've had to adapt to absolutely everything which has been um, maybe a big bonus to, you know, why I'm able to do what I do because I can pretty much step into whatever tech and try to try to get down. I mean, my heart is with vinyl. My heart is with turntables. Right. There's no question about that. Um, the great thing is Serato and the companies have, um, you know, created solutions that still let us use turntables if we want to. Um, and so that's, that's always a plus. But yeah, you know, the... It's, it's expensive equipment. They've mm -hmm. had to consolidate the pieces. 
which now we see these controllers um, that are easily plugged in with a USB cable into a laptop and everyone's a DJ. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I just caution everybody that plugs that USB in because uh, um, it's not as easy as it appears. Uh, you would think just playing a song after another would be real easy. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the people that are out there and in front of you, um, it's a whole different ball game, man. And I have grown and I've learned some stuff in these eight years. That is a fact. Okay. So yeah. what, Kevin, what's some of the big, uh, I know, you know, you invited me to a couple of the big performances that you were doing before. What What would you say, one of, is, give us a couple of the artists that you actually, actually DJ for or uh, events that you DJ for with some big artists. Man, bro, I'm, I'm so blessed and, and I've had, I, I think it was, uh, we opened for Ghostface um, uh, a couple years ago. Sky Zoo came down. Sky Zoo's a real dope artist, um, kind of in the indie hip hop lane. He came out, uh, we did him. Uh, man, I'm, I'm, there's so many different things. I, you know, honestly, like the, the stuff that I really enjoyed a lot was crazily was like things like weddings and like corporate functions and stuff okay because it's such the irony of like what i came from like what i was doing prior to full-time dj right and and i get in those environments and i can like talk to those people and i can and i love weddings because i love talking to the families and stuff it's like i get a kick out of it you know okay. when you're like the, the the bride's dad's you know home by the end of the wedding um i like that kind of stuff but there's been some there's been some nice stuff we've done um you know big brands done some stuff for steve madden puma i mean h&m um we can go on and on man but if anybody's interested you can hit me on the gram uh djk city that's uh djksity uh on the gram and i pretty much have everything up there so you can always go and check what what we've been doing yeah that's what's up i always want to promote You know, we want to promote you. We want to see you. Uh, so my question is, now you have done a lot, and I know the, the goals are, are high. So what will be the ultimate uh, DJ experience for you uh, right now? Um, I mean, as far as DJing, I mean, I think just being able to keep getting better and better and just, you know, I love to scratch. I'm a scratch DJ. So, you know, always practicing that aspect of it. I like to think sometimes I can get down with it. So, you know, we, I could, I like to see myself build in that area and, and get out into the circuit a little bit more and, and compete, not for, not for accolades, but just more to just step into the table with a bunch of really dope DJs and just vibe just for the experience, man. Okay. You know, that would be, that would be like enough for me. I don't need to win anything. I don't need to, I just feel like at this point, the people in Chicago that we all rock with and do this with, we all understand where we all are with this and how much we love it. And so at right. the end of the day, I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. So I know the DJs, DJs have to have a state of mind. So what is your state of mind? Like it's, let's say if we had an event, uh, if you had an event coming up uh, tonight, you know, you had an event coming up tonight. What is your state of mind? going into that event yeah you know so what's your so, preparation yeah so just on low-key like this friday i've got an event coming up right and it's kind of probably one of the biggest 
um, events I'm going to be doing with a rapper named AM Early Morning. Okay. Um, if you don't, if you don't know AM Early Morning, you guys got to go check him out. Um, he's all on the Spotify's and all that good stuff. Just AM, literally, like in the AM um, Early Morning. Okay. And we got this show at Bourbon on Division on Saturday, and so we've been practicing, like leading up into it, um, preparation, right? Like being able to go through the set with each other, right. um, be, be fluid, understand each other's vibes and make the adjustments and add cool things. And so we, we got like an extended amount of time than we usually do. Uh, we're getting like a 30 minute set as opposed to our typical like 18. Um, so we had to kind of get creative about some, some things. And so leading up to the event, um, it's preparation. So mentally that prep's going to pay off when I get there because um, no matter what we never know what's how it's going to go but at least the preparation will have given us a foundation to to adjust if we have to right yeah, yes sir yes, and sir. then just kind of going in and man the, the thing for me was uh reshaping the, the mind and just kind of reshaping my thoughts and taking on things that you're supposed to feel uncomfortable with mm-hmm. and basically trans like trying to just change the thought process of being scared into more like, well, yo, what if I try it? And kind of like what happens from, and what, it, you know, what, what could come out of it. Right. Um, and so that's the other thing, you know? For sure, for sure. So, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of DJs, you go to a place and uh, you see DJs running a sets. You know, we call them sets, DJs doing a sets. But if the crowd is not vibing to it, you know, some some DJs they stay the they stay the course and they stay on a set. You know, because that's they set, that's they set up. So when you experience those type of things, what is your transition? Do you continue to just go with your set, or are you transitioning, making that transition into, you know, to get the crowd moving? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, man. Because I think there's some other variables that have to be considered. You know you might have a particular night that is themed and you know you got a you got a reggae night or something and and, you know that's just that's what we're playing today right you know that's what we're playing tonight um yeah you know you're going into that spot for a certain thing and if not you know you can't necessarily you know start playing to the people because or they because of the request because it's not fitting in with the theme but Mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's such a tricky thing, man. I really, I, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted about it. Cause yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people argue it's about really taking care of the people, um, and and I don't disagree with that. I think there's a balance. I think okay. there's a, I can play you songs that you know, and I'm gonna introduce you to ones that you didn't know. Right. And 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 I think the talk really is is like good DJs will will play what you what you would want the crowd to hear, mm-hmm. but great D, great DJs will will play songs that you didn't know you liked yet right and i and i'm a really big believer of that aspect so that's why i say like i play a lot of old school and new school so like there's this gap man that like i see now from what we listen to and and what these kids are listening to now right and it's such a huge gap that like i can't play the 90s stuff anymore man like it's really hard like uh-huh. if i do i have to finesse it really nice with like a remix or something right like if you um, throw some food snickers in <laughs> i mean it's going to be hard to do stuff like that and not shut down the party you know what i mean uh-huh. but like to, to your point at the end of the day about like how do you tra- do you transition do you play to them 
I just think there's different variables. If you're in a wedding, you're absolutely playing to the people. Right. You know, if you're at the local bar and there's no expectations of a theme or something, yeah, I think you have to kind of play to them. Um, but if you're coming into a night that I'm promoting that is like an R&B night, mm -hmm. well, I might stay within that R&B range, even though we might kind of go off on little tangents here. But like overall, that that'll be that. Right. And so hopefully the listeners will respect that. And I think the listeners have gotten a lot better with DJs. Okay. Like I think the message gets out that like, you know what, these guys are working. Right. And they are doing what they do. And unless, you know, I absolutely have to hear something because for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know that there's a reason to really have to go that far to have to hear something at the club. Uh -huh. But um, there's balance, man, yin and yang. <laughs> right. So it's about the vibe. So so my thing is, is we, we're looking for the vibe. So if I walk in a club, you know, and you up there on the turntables, um, you know, the expectations of that club, you know, let's say that club is known for house music. Yep. Okay, so that club is known for house music. I walk in there, you know, you playing some house, but, you know, it's a it's more of a trans type house that you plan, you know. Mm -hmm. So do you stay with that? If, if you don't see the crowd, um, you know, out there getting a boogie on, you know, on the mindset of a DJ is what? Oh, they not feeling this or, you know, I'm going to stay this, stay this course because this is what I do. Yeah, if we're talking about the club, man, we want people bang. You know, we gotta, we gotta. I'm not gonna be coming back if if those people aren't moving. Right. You know, so so we definitely are gonna make an adjustment and get those people going and, and get them popping. Um, and and, and I, I'm trying to just use that example of because you're saying club, so to me, club is bottle service. Like, right. You know, people like that to do do the boogie. So, yeah, we're gonna make an adjustment. If I'm at a bar. And, you know, where a bar just changed, like, usually a club venue is going to be very consistent in terms of who's there and uh -huh. kind of how that vibe is. Right. Sometimes bars and lounges are different because you get a group of different people every week. Correct. And so you could be on some hip hop, but like nobody there wants to hear that. And then the next week you try to, you think you're going to play the same way you should have played the previous week, but then there's a whole different group that new week. You see what I'm saying? Yep, I got you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I will, man. Let me tell you though, um, it, it's it's true art, bro. It's true art to be able to really identify with what's in front of you, what venue you're at, how that vibe should be, what time of the night it is, how you're gonna like move that in through the entire night. Um, I have a complete respect for these DJs that have been doing this for a long time, man. It's it's incredible how they do this stuff. Yes, sir. So speaking of DJs that's been doing it for a while, what are some of the D who are some of the DJs? Let's say, you know, we grew up with a lot of DJs around us. I mean, shit, we had some of the top DJs in Illinois around us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, we did our music thing. So who are some of the DJs that you would give credit to or that you would say influenced you to go this route instead of, you know, keeping the mic in the hand? Well, because DJing kind of came a little bit later, like for me, um, you know, the DJ landscape had grown and it's it's the gamut is all over, right? So um, my my first real influences because they were teaching me uh, was the homie Toad Style, Adam Hernandez. Um, man, that dude, I, I, I owe a lot to, man. So um, Toad Style is definitely somebody I look up to tremendously. Um, Boy Genius out of Chicago, uh, he was also somebody who 
helped me finesse my game, um, and I give him a lot of credit, and I owe him a ton as well. Okay. Um, and and so those homies, um, there are scratch DJs and like real like you know mixed DJs. Mm-hmm. So like old school wise, man, we we know about the Bad Boy Bills, we know about the Pumpkin Pete's, right. we know about the the Tim Spinnies. The yeah, I mean we go on and on. The Frankie Knuckles, like yeah. I mean, that stuff all still lives within our heart. Um, uh-huh. Those DJs are, man, you, you can't compare to those people, but um, there's so many, bro. Uh, DJ Cuber, the whole beat junkie oh, yeah. crew that are into the scratching and all the turntablism, that's that's a, a lane that I love a lot. So I, I'm, I'm always interested in what what they're doing from the creative standpoint of that. Yeah, I saw and there's like all these red ago. style DJs. There's all these red style DJs that are competing out here now that um, DJ uh, K Swiss, uh, who comes out of Australia, a young kid started at like 10, 11, 12. Um, he's owning the scene right now at like okay. 16 years old or something. Like he's mad young. Um, and there's just a like scratch gasser. There's just like a lot of cool uh, dudes today. Right. Just really, really pushing it, man. We can go on. We can go on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the venue. You know, that's the venue. So anything uh, big that's, that you have coming up that you want to share that we can get people to come out and check you out? Or you have a, uh, a regular place that you are DJing at on a, you know, on the weekend, something like that, where people can come and they can see what you're doing? Yeah, so um, my, my biggest thing right now is the concert coming up with AM Early Morning, which will be this Friday at Bourbon Undivision. Um, you gotta hit up the event right to get the tickets, but uh, there's gonna be some really dope artists there. Uh, Cam, uh, uh, Cam Movement. Uh, we've got uh, Neek is gonna be there. Uh, we've got uh, AM Early Morning. Uh, there's a couple of other dope, dope artists that'll be there, and they're all local Chicago people. So please, Chicago or local surrounding uh, Milwaukee, um, Indiana, come out and support these Chicago artists because they are really, really good. Um, so we got that. And then my regular stuff, um, I have a um, subterranean. This is my new party. Okay. It's the second It's the second Tuesday of every month. It's the second Tuesday of every month. And so this is the famous uh, Tuesday nights that were uh, open mic nights for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the longest running open mic uh, night that had been going on for over 20 years. And the people who were running it, 606 Chicago, they decided that they were gonna sort of like consolidate down and no longer do it every Tuesday, but they were gonna go ahead and just do that open mic every uh, last Saturday of the month. Okay. So the, the, the legend continues. It's just not gonna be every Tuesday, but then the, the people's hip hop um, homies reached out to a couple of us in the community who felt like they we were down to keep the culture moving. So um, myself, along with uh, Rhymester uh, Ever Evolved and uh, another homie Jizzo uh, from the Shy City Cypher crew, uh, we were all given these nights to do what we wanted to do with them. And man, to respect what the guys did before, um, I knew we had to do something special. So, you know, a lot of people think a hip hop night would continue with open mic. Well some of my other partners that are on those other Tuesdays, they're doing that. But what I decided to do was kind of bring in musicians to okay. do a improvisational set with DJs. Yeah. So 
it's kind of a really dope concept of bringing two communities that sometimes have conflicted in the past because they didn't understand each other. Okay. And so by us being together and being able to show you that we can vibe together, that I think it's it's something different, man. And and on top of that is, of course, I'm gonna have MCs. Are you crazy? Do you know right. who I am? Like we're gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get there. It's just this is something new for me. I've never really done anything like this. So being totally transparent, your boy's learning on the job, man. But I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna figure it out. Okay. And so and so, um, I had last week. I had John Content. Um, he's a producer for Lupe Fiasco. He's done some stuff for him. He's a drummer and an I saw amazing that. producer. So he came out and we jammed. Um, I had some stuff ready on the decks, and he did his drumming thing. And I, man, I, I really think that in terms of that night, yeah, um, I felt I felt it, that it was successful in the sense that we have brought something new, yeah. and some people really vibe with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so we just got to keep growing it, man. So second Tuesday at Subterranean, something new, something different. Yeah, what's that address over there, Kay? Subterranean. Yes. Um, oh man, let me see real quick. Let me check. I can. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to look it up. It's it's uh, it's in Wicker Park, which okay. is uh, pretty popping in Chicago. I mean, it's a little different than what it used to be, but this is probably the last bit of real hip hop that is left in Chicago. Like, okay. Real, real, like keeping it consistent on Tuesdays will be all of us doing that. Gotcha. So y'all look that up. That's Subterranean in Chicago, Wicker Park. K-City doing this thing. What is it? Every other Tuesday? Uh, second Tuesday of the second month. Second Tuesday of the month. And you can also find me at Easy Bar on Wednesdays, which is in the Westtown area. And then I'm also at Royal Palm Shuffleboard Club, uh, which is also in Wicker Park. And I do that like on random weekends. So just follow me on the gram. Um, and you'll be able to see the promos as they come up. And I usually try to let people know in advance. Yes, yes, But I yes. appreciate you, man. I appreciate everybody who's been coming out, um, the support. Um, man, brother, I, you already know that this, I, I don't know where where it's going, um, but I just, I'm just going to go with it, man. Hey, you know how we <laughs> do it. Hey, music is a soul, you know what I'm saying? If anybody didn't know, Kevin used to be, well, K-City used to be K-Pasa of New Source. Hey. You oh know, boy. you can open up that camera. <laughs> uh, Back go. in the day, you know, so we yes. used to rock the joints, and uh, you know, it's good to see that you're still doing yeah. that music, man. I knew back then that music and dancing, you know, because it wasn't just music we did, you know, every place we go, we used to rock the damn dance floor. Yeah, man, we had some good times, and, and, and it was always the music that, that brought it all together, and that's just that's right. so amazing about all of this, you know? But hey, man, one one last thing I just want to kind of um, put out was that uh, without without my, my family, bro, without my my wife and my kid and like my close my close family, um, it would have been really difficult to do something like this without them and being so patient. For sure. Bro, For like sure. the patience is like I've had to really sacrifice time with them. So I love them and I just want them to know that. So when they hear this, they know that um, that's why I do what I do. That's them. right. They've been by the side the whole time. Amen. The whole time. Okay, yo, it was great talking to you, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to keep watching you on the gram. And again, uh, let's throw that Instagram out there where people can follow you. Yeah, uh, at DJKS. I T Y D J K City. You know, I've probably given the other guy who actually spells city with a C so many uh, followers. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, 
we need to fight for some of those back, man. It's, I don't know. I, it's just it's something I've been challenged with, but it's all good. Um, and also on Facebook, you can get at me as my government name, Kevin Santa Bryce. Um, Santa Bryce is spelled S-A-N-A-B-R-A-I-S. Kevin Santa Bryce on Facebook. I had the DJ K City page on Facebook, man. But social media is ridiculously um, difficult to keep everything updated. Don't so, I know it? <laughs> so I kept I kept myself in a couple of different lanes right now, and I'm just kind of staying put there. So um, I, I can't manage ten social media accounts, man. Hey, it's, shit, it's, it's hard. Tans, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got a new mix I'm dropping out this week. So uh, hit that gram, guys, and, and go check out that mix. It's it's a nice mix for the ladies and like a nighttime drive. So hey, get at your boy. Yes. Well, once again, I want to thank you for joining us today on the Lions Joint, my brother. And uh, we're going to get you on again uh, once we get some more stuff popping out. And, you know, like I said, we're going to boost those follows and let everybody know what you're doing. Man, bro, thank you so much, Jane. I, I see you out here doing your thing, bro. For and sure. I just want to say to you, man, that, like, your energy is great, homie. And you need to keep pushing. Keep Always. pushing what you're doing. Always. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right, bro. Yes, sir. All right. Love you, brother. Yeah, love you too, man. Peace out, Kay. Peace.